Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Welcome to the Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 290. Hey. We are getting closer and closer to 300. This is Sparta. Yeah, not that I know what that means, but we'll do something. Um, So this is Russ, and it's a short cast tonight. It's just uh, me, Aaron, and Jim. Hey-o. Hi. Yeah, we're back. We're here. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> yeah. We pushed this episode off. So this is probably going to be pretty light and breezy. We don't really have uh, a lot to cover. There's no real news. Um, you know, we just did the Comic-Con episode not that long ago. Nothing else has really come out. Um, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so. Probably got these rankings. Oh, yes. The ranking of the characters. <laughs> we're, now number we're like we're holding on to saying what this is but like bruh say what the main thing is we're doing then we'll get back to this yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a teaser see that's what you do you you draw the people in and then you you misdirect them and then you keep them you bring them back i can hear johnny stower ro- rolling his eyes that's what you hear okay and we're, we're not covering agents of shield in this episode so sorry johnny <laughs> No, we're going to be talking about Negan Lives, the one-shot comic uh, put out by Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler, uh, Skybound, an image. Uh, this was... Based on the Broadway musical. Yes, <laughs> yes Negan Lives. Um, no, this was something they gave to comic shops for free um, to, to sell, which was pretty cool. Uh, they recently, with the reprinting of the first issue of Firepower and issue two of Firepower, they put out a... Uh, I guess they called it the non-free edition, like a second printing, um, which they gave to comics shops at a pretty discounted rate, um, and that that came out just this previous week. Um, so it's cool anybody, see, it's cool to see an independent publisher do that, you know, to help out the shops, especially now with COVID and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool to do what what they can to help. Yeah, we we talked about it a, a little bit last week when we talked about the color edition of Walking Dead, and I th- I. We kind of said the same thing, and that's why I kind of gave or give it a little bit of a pass, at least frequent. You know, if under normal circumstances, I would be like naked cash grab. Um, but but given the way things are going, and and there needs to be some excitement to get folks back into comic shops. Um, like I said last time, I, I I kind of give them a bit of a pass on that. Um, so yeah, I mean it. It is a it is a good gesture for sure, given the time yeah. and given the amount of money this empire has brought into Robert Kirkman. It's uh, it works out. Yeah. 
I mean, something I noticed right on the cover too. It's I didn't realize it was ten years of Skybound already. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Kirkman's company is already ten years old. That's that's great. I love that. I mean, I mean, there's so many things going on too. You had the uh, the Outcast show on Cinemax. You got the Invincible cartoon coming from Amazon. It's just a really really uh, wild lineup, and it's just crazy to think it's only you know, ten years ago already. <laughs> I saw some, they showed, like, images of the upcoming Invincible cart animated series, and I was like, well, yeah, what did I expect to see? I was just kind of like, I wasn't underwhelmed, but I was like, well, it's already a comic, so I don't know what I was thinking I was going to see in this version of it. Yeah, translating a comic into animated form, yeah, it's just like, yep, that looks like the comic. It moves moves now. (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) I do like it, though, when they do animated uh, versions that kind of use some of the stylistic choices of the original artist, and you can see that in this. Yeah. I like it when it works. Yeah, (laughs) that's true, too. We're not here to talk about that. Or Lovecraft Country. Or Umbrella Academy. Or Perry Mason. Or any of the other really cool shows we've been watching lately. Let's talk about Negan Lives. Well, but Jim, before we get to that, we almost forgot the very thing that we teased we were doing to begin with. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. See, I start forgetting about it. I make the audience want it even more. They're screaming at at their device now. What does it tell us? There's a, a a recently published list that I have not looked at yet. Neither of us have looked at. None of us have looked at it in full yet. TV lines, Walking Dead's 25 best characters ranked list that came out a day before the time of this recording. And so I got very curious, and so now I want to see what this list is. Um, let's see. I'm going to start scrolling down now, and I'll, I'll rapid fire through some of these for the for the top one. We got we got everybody hates Chris Noah at 25, uh, pictured dying in the in the uh, rotary door. Number four, number four will surprise you. Let's see, Dwight, number twenty-four. We have Bob, who lost his leg. He's tainted me. Only old school fans will know number seven. <laughs> Gamma at twenty-two. Wow, I'm That's... shocked at some of these when you get a little further down. But go ahead, I've already looked. I peaked. I'm sorry. Def Connie at twenty-one. Uh, I need these identifiers or else just saying one-word names are going to even confuse me, and I'm looking at their pictures. Um, let's see. G- Jesus, of course, at number 20. Tyrese at 19. Judith Grimes at 18. It's too too high for my liking. Uh, hey, Morgan. No. Morgan. Morgan is at 17. No. That seems, that seems pretty low. That seems low. That seems way low. Eugene yeah. at number where 16. Do you, where do you see especially the Especially because we get some of these. Eugene's at number 16, which, okay. Sasha at number fifteen. Yeah. Uh, oh. Alpha number fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Beth at number thirteen. Ah, oh man. Beth. Beth above Morgan. Oh, Come on now. Sasha, Sasha was on longer than Beth. Should she be higher? Well, she didn't have a season, an episode alone with Daryl. So, um, let's see. Ezekiel at number twelve. Should be higher. Abraham at number eleven. Fuck my nuts. And the top ten. Maggie Ree at number ten. Shane Walsh at number nine. I know, right? He should be higher. He should be in the top five, I would think. Negan at number eight. Again, surprising. Your number seven is the governor. <laughs> Incredibly Oof. surprising. I don't Oof. know who made this list, but somebody should kick them in the butt. Saint the Carl Grimes. Saint Carl at number six. I'm surprised they didn't use a picture of him writing his letters. Uh, <laughs> Glenn at number five. It's appropriate. Okay. Rick's at number four. What's up with that? <laughs> like one or two? 
Well, I, Gee, I, know, I wonder who number one is. I know what number one and two have to be, so now let's see what number three... Oh, no, number three is Michonne. We're leading little to the imagination of what's left here. Number two is Daryl. Huh? You know number number one's got to be my favorite. The countdown. <laughs> my personal favorite. It's a uh, Garrett from Pearl. Of course, it's Carol. Carol is number one. Wow. It's Jerry. It's got to be Jerry. <laughs> Jerry not even on the... Beth made the list and Jerry didn't make the list. I know, what? What's up with that? <laughs> what? What's up with that? That's that's T. That's T. Eli. That's not like Keenan Thompson. What's up with that? We should we should maybe we should make it this like a poll or like some kind of uh, like a March Madness type scenario on the right. old Facebook page. Oh, bracketeering. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun project given that we're all stuck in the house. <laughs> yeah, you're a you're a sports guy, Russ. You can do that kind of stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should figure that out. We'll do our uh, Walking Dead bracket. You know what? We didn't figure this out either. We're going to talk about Negan Lives. The whole thing I also did was I bought a second issue of Negan Lives so we could do a contest to give this away. <laughs> I just remember that's why I have this other copy in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should uh, figure that out. We didn't figure that out this time, but next episode we will have a contest in mind so you guys can win a free copy of Negan Lives. Why don't we just uh, take a random sample from whoever gives us their top five Walking Dead people? That works. We can do that. Let's sure. establish that right now. Everybody, uh, everybody, just go to the Facebook group. Give us your top five Walking Dead characters in order, and everybody who does that will put into a drawing for the copy of Negan Lives. Is that fair? Yeah, how about we, how, we'll make a post. We'll make a post and uh, yes. put it in the announcements, okay. and everybody, so everybody can answer into that thread of that post. First, we'll make a proposal. Then we'll table the proposal. And we'll go to yeah. lunch and have martinis. Yeah, then we'll, we'll come to... back. Then we'll make a new proposal. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll make a post. Yeah. So put okay, the yeah. secret word. The secret passphrase of <laughs> "Where's Daryl?" in the comment with your top five, and you'll get two entries. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Well, yeah, we'll do that. We'll make a post. Top five characters. We'll draw a name at random, and you'll win a free copy of Negan Lives. Fantastic. With a bag and a bag and board and everything. Wow, fancy. I know now that. Now that's a content. Okay, so this comic. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Black, white, and red cover. Very cool. Issue varnish. Oh, always a fan of the spot varnish. Yes. And it's, it's almost got, the gray tone almost looks blue, too. Yes. Lightweight, but, you know, it still has plenty of pages inside. So basically a profile shot of our boy Negan flecked in red. Yeah. Pulling his collar up, you know, with a devilish grin on his face, of course, because you know he's out for mischief because so, he's Negan. Mm-hmm. So without getting into the main comic, for those that have not read it, it does take place... After big events, but before the end of the comic, right? That's yes. A good way to put it. Yeah, I was going to say that it's, it's going to be hard in a way. Well, I, it's not too hard. It's, we don't have to talk about what happens in a yeah, walking dead. Yeah. We can just say it takes place after there's a there's a storyline involving or there's story material involving Negan that essentially wraps up in yes. The Walking Dead. And then he's but, on his own. Yes, and then this story takes place before the yeah sure. And this story takes place before the end of the Walking Dead book, given the timeline. I think something I want to say right off the bat before we even like get into the book or whatever is how I I always forget the the huge difference in tone between comic book Negan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan Negan. Yes, and they're two different characters in a lot of ways. You know, their speech patterns and. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has really made the character his own in a lot of ways, but I, I almost see them as like, I mean, we, we joke around that they're in the you know, alternate universes or whatever, like, you know, 
DC and Marvel or something, but I, it kind of seems that way with, with this character. Yeah, and no, I see that. I mean, we talk about that with, like, when Rick was still a part of the show. I feel like Rick was very much a... Oh, they did Tyrese, <laughs> so dirty, compared like the, to what the, they had in the book. The ethos, I suppose, of these of some of these characters are rel- re- relatively the same, but yeah, the performance, I, there's certainly an adaptation quality as far as I'm making this my own as opposed to trying to represent what's you know seen on the page, which is not a bad thing. But yeah, I, I agree with you. There's certainly there's certainly a, a a distinction based off both necessity, given how Negan talks in the books, and just because there's more, <laughs> just more layering to the character in the in a you know a multi-hour TV series. I can't. I can't even imagine how they get around that on AMC if they tried to implement that. You know, what I mean, though his uh, his uh, incessant f bombs in the book, which is interesting because if you look at what they've done with like even the sci-fi shows and FX, like they've they've totally embraced the the f bomb. Like, yeah, they've done they've done away with this at this point yeah. as far as that goes. I, I would say, if anything, for Walking Dead, I think it's because while it's not necessarily a family show, I do think they're there's an audience that it has that's a little more broad than some of the FX shows that do it. Like, not everybody's watching Atlanta. Like, everybody's watching it, uh, Walking Dead. <laughs> Which then gets back to <clears throat> F-bomb's bad. <laughs> Rotting corpse with with spike through the head. <laughs> Dismemberments. That's okay. But don't well, as, say that F-word. As, as Atlanta star Donald Glover says, this is America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um... All right, so do we want to get into it? I, I don't think we're going to go page by page necessarily, but just kind of talk about what the, the, the beats yeah. of this comic and, and what it yeah. is. Um, yeah. And it's it, – I mean it's very Walking Dead in that it's a lot of um, – it's a lot of monologuing and a lot of dialogue uh, and really not a lot of action. Um, oh, yeah, he's by himself for like what, the first or, third of the book, right? Yeah. Yeah, a chunk of it, yeah. So he's – Again, not to get too spoilery, but um, but like we said, Negan is kind of living on his own at this point, um, mm-hmm. kind of out to, to collect some flowers, goes out to where this um, – he's got a cross put in the ground, and um, he's basically having a conversation at this point with his, with his deceased wife. And it just, it's just this very – again, very monolog you know, multi-page diatribe that he goes on, and, uh, and then at the end, he's like – <laughs> um, when he's kind of wrapping up, he's like, "But no," he's like, "You're watching me. There's no afterlife waiting for me, or for my sorry ass." And I'm just here talking to a f- baseball bat, and he just like yells. Oh, for those, for those who don't know, Lucille the bat is named after Lucille, his wife. Footnote: So when he's talking to, you mentioned he's talking to his wife, and then he's talking to a bat. So it's just kind of funny. So obviously, a little foreshadowing here as well that Lucille is buried. I guess Lucille is the representation. I mean, it always was. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. A representation of his deceased wife that he's buried um, as a as kind of a memento, and uh, he ends up going back to the house after his little outing and finds this very attractive uh, blonde haired woman um, who says her name is Lucy. And at so, first, he. I'm sorry. My 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 question here was: Yes, it's a comic, and there's regardless. Was there any chance that you guys thought this was like a figment of his imagination? Yes. Like, the, like it was they trying play, to mess with us? played that very hard at first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Obviously the coincidental factor of her being named Lucy. Yeah, I totally thought this was a hallucination, which I thought was like, I was like, oh man, this is a little on the nose. And then, you know, you're reading it, they're getting to know, you know, kind of getting to know each other. And then he kind of wises up. 
Like he, he kind of has this moment of like, okay, you're laying it on way too thick. Like, mm-hmm. where are the other, you know, who are you with? Where are they? What's going on? You're full of crap. Too um, good to be true. Basically. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, he, 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 but he lays it all out though. She's like half his age. Yes. She's coming on to him. She's all clean and not even messed up. Like her, all her clothes are clean and everything. She hasn't been living on her own or scrap, scrapping around. She's totally lying about that. She call he, he calls her on every point before she you know realizes or you know gives it you know the jig is up. Which is I mean as far as speaking to Negan as a character, there's a reason why he was able to you know achieve a sense of power and leadership or what have you because he's like he's a brash man but he's not dumb. Right. Like, he's, yeah. he's he's a smart guy. He, and he he can hold him he can hold his own in a, I mean in a world like this you have to be able to hold your own in a fight. Um, but he's also clever enough to know what's going you know how to how to read the room basically. And is it me? So, so obviously, once he starts catching on to it, of course, her crew ends up coming up behind Negan and grabbing him. So it's he, his his intuition was right, um, but at the same time, he did kind of slightly lower his guard, you know. And while he was in the middle of his his rant, uh, he kind of gets jumped. Is it me, or does this guy Derek? Does he not look like like how Adler drew Rick? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a Rick vibe in there for sure. Derek, and it's spelled. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, there, yeah. I guess I didn't think about it, but yeah. Two R's either. Yeah, he's he's, he's drawn in that way, especially because we are so used to Rick with a haircut um, at this point in the in the story. So it's like, yeah, no, this looks a lot like the old Rick. So of I course, like this, I like this part here where you know the one guy Barry, the other guy is like, oh, I'm having trouble. This guy's like a tank, and the guy and Negan's like, dude, I don't care if I live or die. I'm barely fighting you. You can't even hold me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they basically make him start digging his own grave. But and he's they have digging a... at the same spot he was you know, yes. kneeling at, talking to his wife. And so he, he, he starts digging, and he's he's like, and then he tells him, he's like, well, you know, he, they ask him what the hole, hole is. And he says, no, it's not a person that's buried here. It's a baseball bat. And then he's like, oh, I got to hear this. Like, <laughs> what's the deal with this? Um, and then he talks about, you know, what happened. He's lost his wife and, you know, named the bat and she's and and meanwhile this lucy uh woman is just bawling like this is the interesting thing about this issue because on the one hand she's with these guys and her purpose is obviously to go in and to set him up and to take advantage of him and then they do exactly that and then she just has this guilt which is interesting because it makes you wonder like i would assume that this is something she's done previously like this is probably not the first time she's done Something yeah, like this? Well, they even tell her, it's like, oh, you said that last time. You know, she's like, yeah. we have to kill him. And they're like, oh, you say that every time. But, he, but she, she's like, he's like, oh, he's not like the others. I like him. Yeah. So it, there's that, you know, it, it's just this interesting dichotomy with, with, with her. And, of course, Negan starts digging. The zombies end up coming. And uh, they, they start biting and attacking the group. And then Negan goes after him. And at one point, he, he takes this Derek guy and shoves his shovel right through the middle of his chest. Oh, wait. You, you missed the... I really like the, the way they cut from the, uh, the dialogue scenes. They go like from a big panel where the big action reveal is to smaller panels. And then the next page is a four, uh, like a four-by-two two, like vertical panel grid. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I really like this action sequence here. Uh, the way it's laid out, it's very, it very much reminds me of like uh, storyboards from a movie. And the zombie's trying to kill this Derek guy, and Negan says, "No, mine!" And he mm-hmm. runs over there with the shovel to get the zombie off of him, just so he can put the shovel 
into that guy. <laughs> yeah. And and there's a cool page before that when Negan's telling as he's digging and he's telling the story to the to to the um to these this crew and mm-hmm. it's like there's there's a, a series of five panels above and then three panels below and and they're all I mean this is at night so the backgrounds are all black and then in the dead middle panel is like solid white and Negan is like all in shadow as he's mm-hmm. digging and telling like the kind of the the most heartwarming i guess for for negan part of the story i don't know it's just like i I think you made a good point jim that i think it would be easy to just say that they both um phoned it in for this like this is this is an issue they're doing free to comic shops giving this thing out um it could have it would have been easy to just kind of phone something in and the fact that you know again like we talked about on the cover you know spot varnish a little bit of color on the cover um, and then the way Adler's kind of drawing out these panels and just laying the book out and, and doing a really good job of, of telling the story. Again, I, th- I think it just goes to show that this wasn't something they just kind of like, you know, phoned in to, to, you know, to just kind of, you know, crap out that they actually, you know, um, took some time and care with this. It's also another reason why I don't understand what coloring will do beyond get some more money going in. Sure. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what this panel would look like in as a cover version. I mean, um, yes, I can understand some form of this, but I do. But just the black and white is so striking for these kinds oh, of reasons, and it's such oh. an. I mean, when you do a comic book for fifteen-ish <laughs> years, it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm very much set in the ways of how they've developed the style and what they've done to make it work. So it's like, why mess with that? <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the way they use grayscale and overlays mm-hmm. and screen and, tones yeah. and yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just incredible what they're able to get you know to get across in a black and white comic. You know, for sure, a lot of subtlety there. Yeah. Um. And now that we've talked about subtlety, let's talk about the part where Negan puts the shovel through Derek. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's getting after it too. Like, yeah, there's, love, there's several the panels of him getting deeper. Oh, the sound effect, the shook. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, that's panel one, and then we get, but we get three more panels of him literally grunting uh, through, uh, pushing this shovel my, through. My, his my, 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 my favorite line though is him explaining what he's doing, where she's like, "Oh God," he's like, "Quiet, I'm trying to see if I can cut your friend in half with this shovel." Yes. <laughs> He's like almost there. I'm trying to figure something out here, and, and then he and then he gives up and goes, "Well, that didn't work." Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because she starts with her eyes completely covered, and then less covered, and then less covered. Um, she kind of has this lock, you know, this this look of shock and horror on her. But she she start, you know, she goes from covering her eyes to covering her mouth. Because at this point, she doesn't know, like, okay, I was in on this deal. Like, am I next? You know, he tells her get out of her grave. And he says, and he goes, her, her grave? And he's like, yeah, my wife, not the bat. <laughs> yeah, and so he decides, you know, hey, you're probably right. You know, she's probably a skeleton by now. But essentially, he's going to go on a journey to bring her her remains back. So he actually has something to to bury in this grave to 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 actually mourn. And it just has this last panel. A shit-eating grin on the face. Yeah, he's like, yeah, do you want me to that. come with you? And, you know, she's kind of questioning it. And he's like, don't you want to see what happens next? And he's just got, yeah, like like Aaron said, that, that grin on his face. Which is such he, like a, I don't, I, I would doubt anytime soon there'd be a follow-up to this, but it's such a troll to the audience reading this book. <laughs> yes. see what happens next. But he has this giant, it's a whole page of him grinning like this. So yeah, just kind of short and sweet. But yeah, essentially the story of, you know, what... And, and I like it because it doesn't it doesn't step on anything from 
the the comic and and the way it ended and how it ended and uh and and, and everything there this this story totally fits in um and doesn't change anything and even oper- opens an opportunity if they decide to do more um i'd love to see a little mini series um you know with this with the two of them on this little adventure to go to go do this gruesome deed of bringing back these desiccated remains of his dead wife so yeah just a nice little uh little story in the in the walking dead universe can we uh, can we briefly talk about firepower can we briefly turn this into a firepower podcast <laughs> yeah i mean this is gonna be yeah i mean we're we're short at this point so yeah because um so at the end of this issue there's a couple panels um, from the new book that Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney are working on called Firepower. Uh, it's a martial arts comic. I've read, so it, he released the the Prelude, uh, which is a whole trade, um, for as well bucks. as for 10 bucks, as well as the first issue, which was free for free comics. Yes. I think we explained this in the last episode. I've since read both of these and the second issue, which came out this month. Um, it's awesome. I am so down <laughs> for more Firepower. Like, I'm not, I think, as I've said on this podcast before, I, with The Walking Dead and Invincible, for that matter, I've always been buying the hardcovers. I've always been waiting. Uh, this might be one of the first ones in a long time where I'm going to buy it issue by issue as it comes out every month. Uh, nice. Because I, I was so into just this world and the, the cool. just bright colorfulness of it and the fun that it's trying to have and the uh, the concept. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for what, what he's offering with this one. It's funny because I generally am not a Chris Somney fan like i don't dislike him but his work does not usually draw me to a book um Mm -hmm. i i and and it's funny because i like darwin cook and i think his art is kind of evocative of that style but i think he's personally i think he's overrated i think everybody talks about him like he's the greatest artist um you know to to come so i i think i think some of that kind of plays into it i think he's a little overrated but this book is it looks dynamite um and I don't he know. If it's be- I don't know if it's because he's maybe he's not doing that monthly grind thing. He's had time to take his time with it and to and to work it out. But it just seems like it's 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 there's a lot more rendering in his art. Not not a lot. I mean, he's not a photorealistic kind of guy. I mean, his his style is still you know kind of cartoony um, in a way. But uh, but it just seems like a little more developed than I'm used to seeing from Somni. So. Um, I've been I've been blown away with 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 how it looks and 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 the story's pretty good. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of um, comparison and parallels to Iron Fist. Um, uh, sure, okay. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot that I see in it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, yeah. As, sure. far as, a, as far as a comic book superhero sure, goes, yes, yeah. that's a. But but I think they've done enough to differentiate it in in the way the story goes after the prelude. That that's mm-hmm. going to make it a lot more interesting. For sure. You guys read? The, have you guys got the second issue? I, yeah. Not yet. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say that there's an extended action sequence in the second issue that's so exciting to read. <laughs> just like, I, and it, I read, look at the panels up because it's dialogue free. So it's so like cool. <laughs> like it's so like I'm sitting there picturing this like being made into like a cinematic version already as far as how this would play out because it's so like dynamic and what it's showing and very deliberate and it's panel placement and use of color and everything. Uh, it's it's I'm just I'm just really excited about seeing more of this book. <laughs> It uh, it very much reminds me of a comic from a little while back called Infinite Kung Fu. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, by Karen McKay. McLeod. Kagan McLeod, exactly. Does Great that have a stuff. moderate amount of kung fu in it? No, it does not. <laughs> actually, it has an infinite amount of. Kung fu, oh okay. <laughs> as is as is told in the title, so I would recommend that to to you guys. But yeah, I really like Firepower. I'm, I like Sam run on Daredevil. I was 
I I came back to that after being totally burned by Daredevil after Shadowland. So Firepower, check that out too. And uh, the reason we're talking about it is because there's a, a preview of it in the back, and it's the Skybound thing from Robert Kirkman and Co. So you'll be able to see that preview when you enter your names into our Walking Dead Negan Lives contest <laughs> and possibly right. win a free issue, which which will contain those those few panels of Firepower in the back of this free Negan book I'm offering. Yes, all I, what he said. But I it's think. pretty. I mean, if you think about it. If you get the free comic book day number one, they've since put out a, like an official number one that I think has a few extra pages in it um, mm. that you could buy at regular price or whatever. <clears throat> but if you can find, if you got the free comic book day and the prelude, you're talking like seven issues, eight issues worth of comics. Because I think the trade that trade is like 140 something pages, so it's almost the equivalent of like seven issues. And then you get this this one issue uh, number one for free. I mean, it's like ten bucks. You're getting like eight issues worth of comics. So. Anyway, Negan lives. He lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he lives. He lives to fight another day. Based on the gripping telenovela. And, like, I, I agree. Like, this is a fun comic, Russ, I, I, as far as, like, yes, would I be happy to return to this at some point? Sure, if that was a thing. Like, I, I don't know. I can't tell what Kirkman's going to do. But, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's nice to be back in this world uh, for a bit here with this version of the character, as I've said many times before, I'm, I'm not the, I wasn't the biggest Negan fan. I became more of a fan of him given the places he was taken to, as opposed to the person he was when he started. I know of many likely Negan for reasons. Um, I, I've, I've grown to like him. And so this version of him that's presented in this book. Yeah, this is the one I like. So I'm, I'm all happy to see this kind of story. Yeah. And if they never come, I mean, if this is, this is it, I, I, I find a hard time, believing that he's not going to regularly come back to this in some shape or form just because from a financial standpoint it just seems silly not to <laughs> but sure. um but but again if if he decides to do you know if we if this is all we get then you know hey it's 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 good enough it seems like a bit of a release too right as far as sure. this kind of character who's all like bluster and ego and says everything that he's that's on his mind like there's there's no inner voice <laughs> there, like holding him back from doing stuff, and I feel like that could be for a writer that's especially one like that's doing a bunch of different books and has a lot of different like characters to man to handle and what have you. Something like this where you can just kind of have a little more freedom. I, that, that that's probably like nice to knock out, you know, to like release yeah. some things. Well, that's it, huh? I think so, guys. Guess Short so. Sweet. Yeah, October fourth, like... right? October fourth is the premiere. Yeah, yeah, which isn't too long at this point. So. Yeah, finale, I should say. You got a month and a yeah. half. The premiere of the half season. Cool. All right. Well, like I said, this is just kind of a light and breezy, short, quick episode. We're just letting you know we're still alive. Yeah, yeah. We've not still... come to the pandemic as of yet. Yeah, we're, we're still, still planning. Sh- sheltering in place. We'll do something. So we'll have the contest, and then we'll do an episode and announce it. So that'll that'll force us to <clears throat> to get another episode in the can before too long. So I think we'll we're, the, we're still... We'll, Oh, I'm sorry. We can like check out all those uh, entries and make you know make an episode out of everyone's choices. Yeah, and I think we're still we're still planning on either doing doing the the whispers arc. Yeah, we should get to, to that cover that. Or, <laughs> yeah, or or um, so maybe that'll be a good a good reason to 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 do that whispers arc because I think I think I've read it twice now in anticipation of covering on a podcast. So I guess we'll <laughs> we'll go for the hat trick on 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 rereading. So pay attention. Keep an eye out on the on the Facebook group. We'll put it up there. Um, yeah, so until until that time, um, just stay tuned to hhwlod.com for here um, to, to get more episodes of Walking Dead. I think at some point we're going to do a farewell to It's All Connected, uh, to some sort of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. farewell episode. 
Um, now that that show's over, I know that that I've I've gotten a couple requests to uh, to talk about the finale um, to that show. So that'll be that ought to be fun to to just kind of cover as a one off. So we'll we'll probably do something for that too. Um, so I, keep I, an eye out on that. Like I said I, I actually kept up with it. So yeah, me too. I I did. Um, my I, I my love it, my love of Ming Na Wen knows no bounds. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> I put it in the category of like. I saw somebody else post this the other day. I can't remember where, but I, I've had this opinion for a long time. It's it's like it's okay for things to be okay, right? Like we get in this mode where people think like if it's not, it's either total dog shit or it's the greatest thing ever. Like right. you can't have anything in between, right? Like it's either terrible were, or fantastic. And were, were you spying on our podcast yesterday? We had this exact discussion about Project Power. <laughs> I was just going to say we were just talking about the movie Project Power before this podcast. Prime it, example, you know, it wasn't wasn't great. It, it wasn't the best thing ever. It wasn't yeah, terrible. It was okay. It's okay for things to be just good. Like it's like yeah, I enjoyed it. It's fine. Like you know, like I'm not gonna. And I think that's what that was that show. I'm I'm glad it's around. I'm not terribly torn up or sad that it's gone. Uh, and I enjoyed my time with it while it was here. Is it you know the greatest thing ever put to television? No. Is it the worst thing? Hell no. Um, so Aaron, where can the fine folks find you? Um, you can find me writing at We Live Entertainment. All my movie reviews that I do end up over there. I. I haven't done a lot of TV stuff lately. <laughs> I usually do The Walking Dead, like one other thing. It's been a minute, but it's been a weird year. Uh, but I am also hosting my own podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. Me and my friend Abe talk about the weekly movie releases and many thing, many other things as well. We do fun commentary tracks. I just did one for uh, Enter the Dragon, which was a lot of fun. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Oh, you know what? I have a fun announcement <laughs> that you guys aren't aware of either um, as far as things that I do. Um, tomorrow, from the time of this recording, my first um, article that I've written for Variety will be in print in Whoa. newsstands everywhere. Wow. Congrats, uh-huh. man. Dude, congrats. <laughs> yeah. um, I got to interview the director, speaking of zombies, the director of Train to Busan Presents oh Peninsula. Holy um, cow. So that's going to be available in print and online on this coming Friday. So I'll be sure to link that in the, in the, uh, the group as well. But yeah, 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 yeah. Got a uh, freelance gig writing for variety guys. So yeah, that's happening as well. Good on you, man. Yeah. I keep forgetting. (laughs) This is like, no one knows this. (laughs) And now it's like, that's something I don't think you'd forget. (laughs) Well, I guess it's like, I, I, you know, I haven't been, I've been waiting for something to happen before I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm doing this thing. But yeah, I got that thing going and I got to talk to people about a zombie movie. So there you go. So that's happening. So yeah. Cool. All right, Jim Dietz, where can people every, find you? Every week, nothing's on. Me, Donnie Salvo, Daryl Taylor. We get together, we take the week in uh, the news that doesn't really matter, the movie and TV and entertainment news, and just kind of go through it in our own knuckleheaded, shenanigan-filled way uh, every week at the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Usually... Uh, we record on Sundays, and usually the episodes are up every Monday, so it's a good way to get through your Monday blues. Check it out. Nothing's on. We're almost up to episode 400 now. Crazy. Cool, yeah. How about All you, right. Russ? What? How about you? Where can people find you, Russ? Just just stay tuned here. HHWLED.com. Also, over at Taylor Network of Podcasts. When Mr. Ter- when Mr. Taylor himself is on, he can promote that as well. But um, we do get Gotham by Geeks uh, weekly, uh, where we talk all kinds of Batman stuff, which I am regularly on that show over on the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Uh, so check that out as well. Cool. Well, thanks, cool. everyone, for joining. And we will catch you for episode 291 very soon. 
Christmas spells knocks me on my knees. It didn't hurt, flirt, blood, squirt, stuff, shirt like me on a tree. After I count down three rounds in hell, I'll be in good company. Stop.